You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. With the eighth pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select Obi Toppin from Dayton University. Hello and welcome. Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, none other than the Marcus Chin Queer. Marcus, how the hell are you? Crazy week. Lots of stuff going on. I mean... Oh baby, we might we might be able to just hop into some some Knicks news right away. I mean, I don't think I don't think we've had this much action going on at one time. Did something happen? I don't even I don't even remember. No, I'm just saying a lot in the last six days has been going on. (laughs) I would say a lot. Uh, We did our last cast pre NBA draft, so I'd say a lot has happened. It's an understatement. Yeah, when it comes I mean, to New York Knicks basketball news. I mean, we had we had the draft, then we go right into free agency, and we got training camp starting on Tuesday. So there's a whole lot whole lot going on. A lot of moves got got made. People thinking Leon's some kind of uh sorcerer out there, but you know And, it's, and it's we're a, at it's Thanksgiving, a, it's a and between now and the season starts, there's probably gonna be some other things happening. I mean, we got too many guys on the roster. Do we just send guys down? There's more rumors still coming up. There's trades that still could happen. But there's still, right now, a lot uh, to unpack here. I don't even think you answered my question, though. How the hell are you? How are you feeling about all this? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, life, life, life's fine. Um, <laughs> I've been focused a lot on on all these Knicks moves. You know, I got the Twitter feed up all day on yes, the other sir. screen, just kind of watching what's going on, seeing some reactions, waiting for that that big Woj bomb to come that never came. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you know, nice fall crisp weather going on over here. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, prepping a meal or two. Yeah, the, the usual. You know, we're taking a little break. From 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 the work life. How are you? What's going on? How are you feeling? I'm doing great, man. Getting some sleep. What's going on over there? Yeah, I, I you know the last couple nights, uh, I've been getting some pretty good sleep. The kid, he's been doing well. You just you get used to it, man. You just you roll with the punches. You learn to be tired all the time. I've upped the <laughs> coffee intake quite a bit. I'm I'm pretty jacked up uh, right now. I love Thanksgiving. Want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We're going to do a little turkey talk at the end of this cast once we get through all the Knicks news. But you can hear to my voice how good I'm feeling. I mean, like you said, I just want to get right into it, man, because... Hey, you got you got a little more gusto than normal, so we, I'm, uh, we, I'm excited to what you got here. We talked about on the last cast, 
Knicks had the eighth pick. There was a guy we were talking about that I had said, no chance this guy's falling to number eight. I mean, we were talking about Knicks are going to have to trade up. You even heard it, all the rumors coming out of the Knicks front office that they were trying to work some moves to possibly move up to the five spot. And this was, could they move up to the two spot, grab Lamelo? But at the end of the day, all the news and rumors was about the Knicks moving up to get Obi Toppin. That, that's, that's all I was hearing. That was the number one thing I was hearing when it came to the draft. And I'm watching the draft go by and pick after pick. I'm just like, oh, okay, he, here he comes. Here he comes next. I mean, I, I saw Edwards go number one to the T-Wolves. I saw Lamelo. Uh, I, I saw, sorry, I saw uh, Wiseman go to the, the Warriors at number two. And then I saw the Hornets take Lamelo. That's exactly how I thought one, two, three was going to fall. I mean, I mean, and we talked about this on there that like after the top three, it was just kind of a wild, a wild card of like what's going to happen. I mean, people had, you know, Obi Toppin going like five to Cleveland in a lot of mock drafts, yep. but all of the mock drafts were completely wrong. So, completely that, wrong. so it's like not even close. It's like and every time it happened, we're sitting there going back and forth, like, wow, okay, didn't see that coming, didn't see that coming. Pat was it Patrick yep. Williams, the kid that like arranges flowers and stuff like <laughs> be having a great time in Chicago, but I was like, oh, wow. Oh. Okay. We'll have our options and easily the craziest draft. I think we've seen in a long time because no one really knew what was actually going to happen outside of those top three. And I was, I got to admit, I was pretty exciting. Yeah. And you like nailed every it. Pick, I, I was like, I was like, Oh, Wow, I think this year was one of the hardest because you didn't have the tournament. Um, I think each year too, you're seeing more and more foreign players join the league, which makes it even tougher. So that combination uh, really, we just didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen and it was a virtual draft. So you don't even have all these teams down at the draft being able to talk. This is all, this is all new for everybody. And Really, when that number four pick of Patrick Williams came in, it was like, oh, my God, like, here we go. What? <laughs> and then Isaac Okoro goes number five. And then to see Killian Hayes go number seven, I was just like, we're getting like, Obi Toppin. What's happening? <laughs> we are getting Obi Toppin. And I cannot believe um, that he fell. I've been a believer that this guy was a top three pick in the draft. He was the player of the year. He, I just, I'm, I'm still in shock to this. And, and you, as a Nick fan, you're like, is this too good to be true? Um, and all you need to do is go on Twitter and listen to all the, the whining Nick fans. Not everybody. I, I don't think Twitter represents Nick fans. I would say the majority of Nick fans are happy about this move. The immediate reaction was a little bit of a knee jerk for people. Cause it's like, okay, we had all the talk was about Halliburton, uh, we need Denny, a guard. The, the dude right. from Israel. Right. Uh, the uh, uh, who was the other one that did ends up going a couple spots before the kid from Florida State and Obi Toppin was kind of like I don't know maybe, but we had the choice of all of them when it got to the eighth pick. Like all of them were sitting there, so yep. it's like okay, who, who's it going to be? And the initial reaction I think from a lot of people was like, really they took him? I don't know, like. We need a guard. We need, like, why would you take a blah blah blah? So you got your Stephen A. Smiths yelling and screaming yep. about it. And it's like, what are you complaining about? You know, like 
this kid, like you said, this kid is a top three talent in the draft player of the year. Subjective, and, subjectively, but nonetheless. But you could see if you watch the film on him, the kid can play. And it's like, what are you complaining about? We need players. That's what we need. We, it's not like there are you it's not like we couldn't find a guard somewhere, but you gotta build a piece at a time. It's like you can't just say, Oh my god, we're so stupid for getting this kid. It's like, no, what are you complaining about? You know, since we started this podcast, I, I want to give a little kudos to you and I, because we have talked about the Knicks for, I don't even know how long we've been doing this. Maybe we're, I think we're in year three. We're, uh, uh we're, we've been off to a slow start. You know, we're, we're getting years. in our, we're getting in our groove. This is our third season. Yeah, third season. Uh, yeah. Our third season. I should say that we've kind of been doing this and we make some hot takes all the time. We've talked about the future of this team and I got to say, We've been pretty on point with almost everything that we've talked about with this franchise and what moves and about the players and all Knicks universe and not everybody. And it's a lot of people who aren't Knicks fans, just basketball fans. But I am so sick of this. We need a guard uh, talk, which is true. The Knicks do need a guard, but we've been saying this for, for the last couple of years. The Knicks need everything still. There is nothing solidified. Yes, like Mitch, RJ, Frank, Knox. We like these prospects, but no one is a lock. No one is a guarantee. We have been saying this draft, you take the best player available. I don't care who it is. Maybe minus a center. You know, if James Weissman fell to eight, I think we all would have been pissed. Like we, you don't take centers. Don't draft centers uh, early on in the draft. Just, you know, don't do that. We, we, the Warriors too, like the, the news with Clay. You know, you kind of thought that would be a guy they should take because it really fit their kind of win now mold and he can go get right in there. Really sad with Clay Thompson uh, and his ACL. That, that just really sucks. I'm, you know, I'm not a Warriors fan, but get, yeah, getting, <laughs> getting a little sidetracked, but take the best player available. And for me, there is a chance that Obi Toppin, I believe, might end up being the best player out of this draft class. That is very possible. That's not, and I'm going to say like, that's not a crazy and, assumption to make. And like, I'm going to make one other point. Play, man. <laughs> one other point. Every single Nick fan has been complaining about Julius Randall. We all kind of want to see him out the door. We talked about it last year. You stink. So if a guy who only has two years left in his contract could be a trade piece, you draft a guy who kind of plays the same position. Who's ready to play now. Isn't that, a really good thing like a guy you don't want on your team and Julius Randall. So you're going to need someone to fill that spot. And now you probably have a franchise player, assuming that he doesn't want to leave the team. It's a great pick. It's just, it's just <laughs> such a good pick. I, I, anyone who has issues with this pick, there's something wrong with you. Take a look in the mirror, maybe throw on some MJ man in the mirror. Just really let it sink in. And, and, Take a look at yourself. Look within. Something's wrong. I was watching an interesting video about Man of the Mirror. It's a good, <laughs> good little backstory, just on that, just on how the song came to be. But aside from that, uh, you know, and I think people now are starting to come around, and they're like, okay. I mean, I think majority of Twitter is on board with him, especially once you saw the reaction. You know, he's a Brooklyn kid too. You know, like oh, I, I didn't, he grew I up wanting to wear the next. Yeah, the kids wear. They got photos of him wearing a Springwell jersey. I'm like, come on, okay, this kid, he wants to be here. He's like, this is what he wants. This is what he wants. 
this is like I get to I said this to Fish the other day. I was like, this is our version of like Cleveland getting LeBron. <laughs> That's why just, it's just funny to say like, yeah, the Nick. This is the, this is the Knicks version of that. It's much worse. Yeah. But it's like okay, we get a hometown kid that wants to play here, grew up watching it. Probably like I told you, loves Nathan's street meat. Probably has a great slice <laughs> place ready to go. He knows he knows the city. Uh... He's ready. He's ready to play. But I think. Also, I mean, maybe we may get into this a little later, but I could see a, a scenario where he maybe doesn't even start. And well, wait, well, 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 we're gonna get into that, man. We could get into that a little later, but I could just—I have my reasons yeah. why. But yeah. but I could see that happening. But if you look at him, he has all—he has all the ingredients to be a great player, and. A lot of actually, a lot of what the issue for a lot of people was that he's 22 years old and that in his rookie year, he's going to turn 23. And they're like, okay, Nick fans, you almost like can't win with them because you draft a kid that's 22. Oh my God, he's too old. He's going to reach his prime. Oh, you draft a kid that's 18. Ah, we got to get rid of him in two years because he's not going to develop. You know, you're in a lose lose. But I think. I don't yeah, I don't look look at it as a negative that he's 22 and going to be 23. Like he's built to start playing right now. Like right you don't now. have to look at him as and he's got you know, he still has growth. It's not like he's done learning mm-hmm. and you put him in a situation with, you know, a Tibbs and the staff that he's put together, they're going to show him how to play. And he's even said that. He's like, "Yeah, I see I see the coaching staff that we have now. They're going to he knows what his deficiencies are and they're going to make sure that he's playing the right way and that he learns the things he still needs to learn. He's still a kid. He's not like 28, 27 years old. That's when you're in your prime. Right. He's got time to get there. I, I couldn't Make agree a chill more. pill, you know, come and, and come on. With this fired up here. <laughs> this, this team right now too, with a guy like Mitch Robinson playing the center position, you got Frank out there, even Reggie. This is a very defensive oriented team. And so to get that offensive firepower, with a guy like Obi, who you hope will work on his defensive game, he's a perfect fit. I mean, we've been talking about we want, a, we want a four who could spread the floor. This kid can shoot too. He didn't do a lot of it in college, but he can shoot. So it's just it's a great, great pick. I, I and you know what? I love it. I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take right now. And I don't know if I said it to you before, but I'll say it now. I think he might end up being a better player than Zion. And I say that. Because they are very similar in their build, and he's a more skilled big man. Zion can just he he jumps. That's the biggest part of his game, and it's all and a lot of his game is based on his athletic ability. That's, that's he doesn't a have hot take man. That I'm, is I'm hot, saying it. I'm not ready to go I'm, there. I'm not ready. I'm to going go. there because <laughs> if you if you put him in that position, he's like yeah he's a he loves he loves the sky. Loves to do the the between the legs dunk. If he does that during the game, I'm gonna lose my mind because that's awesome. But he does it mid game. But he plays a similar style to him. But he can spread the floor more consistently. He has a better outside and mid range jumper. He could dribble, pass, shoot those types of things. Zion doesn't do that. That's the thing. He's or they don't use him that way. They use him strictly as just lob it up and go and get it. And if you like getting rebounds and putbacks and stuff like that, that's how they use them. So, <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna and leave you, you and you, and right you, you even you even said you even said the other day you're worried. You're like I don't want 
Obi to be putting on those Zion pounds. Obi's nice and trim, man. He's he's filled out because he's a little yeah. older, but he's still the, muscular. He's not he's not a little pudgy. Um, the one other thing I want to say about Obi that I really love is that uh, I believe he, over the course of one year, as he was growing up playing basketball, shot up seven inches in one year and got built. Like if you see, you you could see older highlights of him where he is much slimmer. Everything else. Similar things happen to players like Kevin Durant, where these guys learn to play basketball, start learning to play basketball, where they're much shorter and not as big. And so what happens is then they shoot up to this size, but they have the skill set of someone who's more of a guard. And then, you know, dribbling when you're that bit, when you get that much bigger, it still becomes more difficult, but you have these skills that a guard might have, and you can do it as a big man. So you already see why this guy is an outside shot. He's good with the ball. He's just like, he's just a smart player. I mean, he's the, the, the college player of the year, man. This, this pick was a steal. I, I, I still cannot comprehend why this guy didn't go earlier. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. This Florida state pick, um, Isaac Okoro going earlier. I mean, even the Killian Hayes thing by the Pistons. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. It's just, you um, can't question the universe. I could yeah. be missing something. Uh, the only other thing, it is scary uh, how this guy can be compared to Amari Stoudemire in the way they walk. They walk the same. Their post moves look the same. I just uh, wait to Obi- see the... the- yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it, it's pretty scary. So like, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter complaining, you're already comparing this guy to Amari. He hasn't even played an NBA game yet. It's like, dude, He's played basketball before. You can watch him. It's just the actual, like, the eye test when you look at him. I'm not saying he's going to have Amari's career. I actually might make a hot take and say this kid has the potential of a better career than Amari because he already has more uh, of, a, of a widened skill set than Amari did coming into the league. So, and Amari came out of high school. So that's, yeah. you know, he was a little you know, raw when he started. Um, you know, if Amari also came into this type of league. I think Amari would have worked on his three point shot a little earlier. Um, even though Amari, if you remember Nick Vance, he did develop a little bit of a, a three ball and it wasn't bad. He had, he had that jumper. He had it. So I'm, I'm super excited. And he's wearing I, number one. Love that. It's just so great. Um, Obi one. So other than Obi, the Knicks also drafted Emmanuel quickly out of Kentucky. Uh, they had a later, a later first round pick. And a second rounder, they flipped those for an earlier first round and then later did some other maneuvering where they actually now have a second round pick in 2023. That is a big deal, apparently, because that year high school players will be allowed in the draft. So it kind of widens the amount of players you can pick. Honestly, I don't get excited about second round picks. Nick fans, oh my God, this front office and all the moves they made. People are losing their minds. I, you guys, stick around picks. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> let's, let's like pump the brakes a little bit. Like, yeah, we also got some first round picks um, that were done before moving forward. I mean, the Knicks have, it's just weird. I think it's weird for Nick fans to have picks because we typically get rid of them all and go into drafts with nothing. So if you want to get excited about a second round pick, knock yourself out. I'm, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not, <laughs> I, mean, I, I just don't really want to waste my time talking about it. Emmanuel quickly though, Kentucky player, 
He was their best player, SEC player of the year. Was kind of surprised a kid like this dropped to where he did. I think it's a great pick. I, I'm, you know me. I said it when they drafted Knox. Anytime the Knicks can draft a player out of Kentucky, and, and in this case, get the first guy out of Kentucky in the twenties. Little small light clap. Little light clap. Uh, I, don't, I don't have uh, my job. Why not? My applause button. But it's, it, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Cal's hyped on this kid. I mean, yeah. You say like he always is on his guys, but you watch the film on him. Like he's a little undersized. So I'm not sure where they would put him. Like you'd have to run out of two. But yep, the kid can shoot. That's the, and like you say, we need shooters. That's what everyone wants. They want shooters on the team. Bring in a kid that can get hot and just start. Stroking threes, yeah, put him out there. Let's see what he does. You know, he could be the, uh, you know, that under the radar uh, player this season. And who knows? You know, and I would say even this kid, uh, who was it that they drafted that? Or Miles Powell at a Seton Hall. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think he's on a two way deal. Yep. And that's another one like this kid, like. He, they, they, they can shoot the ball and he's also plays the one also one, he can play one or two he knows how to he knows how to handle the ball he can organize the offense but he has that step back jumper that's like that's like his patented move is that step back three and it's like okay if you get that off in the NBA go for it man so we have options under the guard position so people freaking out about how we should have drafted a point guard not to say those are the solutions, but we have guard play. And I think that's what took us into free agency and wanted to see like, what moves are they going to be able to make in free agency? Because that was the glaring uh, missing piece was the point guard play. And then it's like, okay, are they going to get, are they going to get Russ? Are they going to go for John Wall? Are they going to, you know, like what different yep. moves are they going to try to make? And I'd say we have a bit of a log jam now. Like the, some players so, we might want, some we don't want, and yeah, that and that's what I, I'll I want to. I'll go. I, I'll I think, say before free agency even started, the move they had to make was clearing everybody out, and the uh, what they ended up doing. You know, all the players that we had team options on, they pretty much let all of them go. So, yeah. Portis gone. Uh, for a brief moment, Alfred gone, Dotson gone, Wayne gone. I'm sure you're happy to see. Well, <laughs> Wayne's so gone from it. us, but he's not out of your life yet. <laughs> he's, on, he's on the Pistons, of course. <laughs> he's on the Pistons. Maybe so they made those moves yeah. to clear up all that cap, all that cap space. And I don't know if you have a. Should we? We could do a little rundown of where we stand yeah. now after a few days of uh, free agency. So, and here's where the Knicks stand right now. You got, I mean, at your, at, like you talked about, there are 18 players currently uh, that the Knicks are working with in the guard type uh, positions here. You got Alfred, you got RJ, Austin Rivers, uh, big signing. Still got Frank. We got Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, Jared Harper at Auburn is still on the team that came in um, um, a while ago. We drafted quickly. Alex Burke is a new addition to the team and um, Miles Powell and Theo Pinson um, also uh, still there is, is still hanging around. 
Um, then you got to get into your forwards with Reggie Bullock or Bullock. I, I don't know what we're going to decide to call him this year. I'll have to check with Breen and Clyde on that one. Uh, you got Julius. You got Knox. New edition Obi. Iggy's still around. And uh, Omari Spellman um, into the mix as well. And then, of course, you got your centers, Mitchell Robinson and New Edition, who I'm pretty excited about. I thought it was a great pickup. Nerlens Noel. Got a little tongue twister there. And that that kind of rounds out the team. And, you know, so so here's the thing. Like you said, we're, we're... the Knicks now are they're kind of crowded because they have too many players that you could fit on a 15 ro- 15 man roster. So, you know, that's kind of the problem we're at, but I want to start with the guard play because that that's kind of the biggest I think argument that you're you're seeing within the the Knicks, the sphere, the sphere. Oh, we're we talking about spheres. Uh the Knicks sphere uh, <laughs> of fans where the Alfred Payton re-signing has a lot of Nick fans upset. Like I, I, and of all the moves, that's the one they're like, Oh, everything else is great. But that Alfred signing, man, like that's the one we got. Like I get rid of that if I could, but, and I'm we've, we've been, or, you know, I think we've been pretty, uh, and I wouldn't say high on him, but you know, appreciative of what he does on the floor and not mad that he's, there and i'm shocked man i just i don't i don't really get it as to why people are mad i mean we've always been a fan of alfred and i and i think the knock on him that we you know our 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 biggest issue really is just his shooting his three-point shooting and he's not spreading the floor and that's kind of the next problem because rj he can shoot the three but he loves to play more around the basket like it's just his strength and then you got julia same kind of thing like he was kind of chucking threes uh maybe a little bit too much at, at times but and mitch you know not really spreading that floor too much so so that was the knock on alfred but when you look at the statistics and you look at the games the the win loss column when alfred payton was healthy the knicks were a much better team i mean the guy averages over six assists a game uh he was really our only ball distributor and a guy who could run this offense as a starter, you know, DSJ was like kind of the only other guy, but, and he did get assists, but in my opinion, I just, I think it's fool's gold. I just, I I think DSJ is just, he's all over the place. He doesn't play defense. Uh, Alfred is a, is a good defender. And I just, I love his game. I, I, if he can, I'm hoping he's working on that outside shot because I think fans will, the, the ones who don't like him will fall in love with him. If he can just get I mean, just give me over 30%, you know, that that's all. And he's done it before in his career. So. You know what I think it is. And I've seen a lot of, of this floating around is people thinking that he favors Julius more than RJ. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can point to of like RJ being like wide open on the sides and he goes to Julius instead. And it's like, oh, you can have the two of them out there, you can have two chuckleheads out there playing around for way too many minutes. And I think it's maybe it's some of that Julius hate that's being sprinkled onto to Elford, okay. but to your but you know, to your point, 
they play better when he's out there. And he is, I wouldn't say like a true point guard, but he knows how to run the point guard position. And if you surround him with shooters, you can kind of hide it a little bit. But, you know, just be like, look at a Rondo. Rondo doesn't shoot. You know, people leave him open all the time. But he, I think he's just, he's proven himself clearly a little more that he does a whole lot of other things. But it's proof you don't have to be a shooter to play the point guard position. You and just know what you're doing out there. And with, and we could say, Oh, Alfred needs to work on his shot. And he does. But honestly, I want to put more pressure on RJ and Randall and all the other guys to work on their outside shot. You see Mitch working on his outside shot. All the other players got to work on stretching the floor too, because that Rondo comparison is perfect. Rondo's never been able to shoot a three. You see every now and then he does, but the, the guys went in rings. So as long as Alfred is out there and helping the team win games and he's great around the basket. I mean, I, I was really impressed with Alfred Payton and I am all about, I don't use the term. We need a point guard. I don't say that. You know me. I don't, I don't even believe in positions. Like you use it to reference kind of who's out there on the floor at times, but it's more about a a guy who can run the offense. Like LeBron's teams, you don't, you know, point guard on the team. LeBron's playing point guard, even though he's really running He's playing every position like that. The today's NBA, it, it's you don't need a point guard. You need a you need a quarterback to run the team. That's that's what you need. You need a court general who's going to run that offense. And one thing I want to get in with you today, and I kind of started talking about it earlier, but with this Knicks team now and all these players are really excited about. I'd like to do a little game almost where it's. Who's our 10 guys? Who's our starting five? And who's the five coming in after? Because people are going to be left out. Not everyone's going to get playing time. And what's going to have to happen is when someone misses a game, then those guys 11 through 15 will come in and get an opportunity to play some minutes. But, you know, we'll see what Tibbs does. He might go to an 11-man rotation. Maybe even, you know, some games you can go up to 12. But... Even then, there's still you can't play everybody. And Tim strikes me as a guy, you know, he's not going to be like, uh, you know, uh, Hornacek or Fisher, where they're just like, let's just throw guys together. Fizz, they're just like, let's put like a solid ten to twelve man rotation together. These are the guys that are playing. Yeah. You know who's going to be out there every night. If everyone's healthy, you know what's going to happen. Let do that. You know, and let's see. I mean, okay. Do you want me to? You want me to kick? See. You want me to kick it off, or you you got? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I was gonna it. say. So let's see. So what I here's what I got down to. So for my starting lineup for the Knicks going to the season with the current constructed roster, I got Alfred, RJ, Reggie, Julius Randle, and Mitch Robinson as your starting five. Now. Just because they're your starting five does not mean when there's 30 seconds left in the game, these five guys are out there. In fact, I would argue that you'll almost never see these five guys out there altogether unless you were playing for defense, unless you're up and you're guarding. Because I, I, I like this team starting out the same way last year you had like Taj Gibson starting 
and Mitch coming off the bench because Mitch was getting in foul trouble. You could you couldn't start Mitch for a long time because the guy would get three fouls in two minutes. So I had no problem with him coming off the bench to protect him so that way he could play later in the game. And that's something that I think people need to understand too. I don't love Reggie Bullock. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not ready to start Knox at the three. I'm not ready to start Iggy just yet, but I'd love to see them come off the bench and still give me 20 minutes if possible. So, so there's my starting lineup. And then my backups to that lineup would be Austin Rivers, Frank Nielakina, Kevin Knox, Obi, and Nerlens Noel. And then everyone off the bench, my next five, you got Dennis Smith, Harper, Quickly, Alex Burke, and Iggy are kind of the five guys. I think Harper might surprise some people. Um, honestly, I'd love to get DSGA just like out of New York. Um, but <laughs> it's his birthday today. Uh, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> um, but even with my DSGJ hate, the thing I'm worried about here, outside of Alfred, and I wanted to bring this up to you too, the Knicks don't really have a facilitator. As much as I, and I think as a backup, Frank and Austin Rivers can come off the bench and, and, you know, play that guard position with bench minutes, but they're not, they're not offense facilitators. Austin Rivers averages less than two assists a game for most of his career. The mo in 2017, when he played the most minutes, he got it up to four assists a game. I don't want, I, my Alfred is over six. Got to a season up to seven. That I need a guy on the floor who's averaging assist, who's running this but offense. Also, and right now, DSJ figure. is the only guy on the team who's got his assist numbers up. So that's something I really worry about with the rest of this Knicks roster, that we, other than Alfred, we really don't have that court general that I like. So I, that's a concern I have with this team and why I like Alfred so much, because minus him that's going to be a concern i'm going to have all year and i think one of the biggest concerns i think that a lot of people are having is you know they're all like oh these vets uh, quote unquote vets are going to be taking minutes away from the younger guys and i guess my argument to that is but we still have them you know, we didn't give them away to get any of these vets. And these vets are not guys that are like, you know, like your Westbrooks that are going to, you know, take a ton of minutes away. Like, it's not going to happen. These are guys that are generally reserves on other teams. So they're not going to be doing a whole lot. And Tibbs is going to yank you if you're not playing up. So I would say, I think I still agree. I, I, I go with... Alfred starting at the one. I would actually put Austin Rivers at the two, RJ at the three, Julius at the four, Mitch at the five. Okay. And this goes back to my earlier point that I could see Obi not even starting. And the reason why I say that is because yeah, we've said, same. yes, they're ready to go, but they were drafted a week ago and the yeah. season starting in less than a month for them. So they're not going to be ready to just jump in, these rookies. You got to ease them in a little bit. So that's my primary reason for it. And yep. I also don't see Julius and him playing a lot at the same time. So 
And I like the fact that finally we do have a legitimate center backup for Mitch. Even if you don't want to start him, you got Noel out there that can play the five. He's a legit 6'11", not like Taj, who's like 6'9", and you put him out there. He's a legit big man that can play. And I think that was always the worry with Mitch. Like you said, he gets into foul trouble quickly. When he's been down there in Louisiana working with him, I I am more than confident that he's teaching him the right things. And between Woody, Tibbs, whoever else they got on that bench, is going to have him understanding how to do it because that's always been yep. the issue, especially with big men. Always is like even with I don't want you know <laughs> that uh, the uh, the seven three guy that's not on the team anymore. That was his issue the first couple of years, and Clyde would say it all the time. It's like you got to learn how to defend without fouling and he never really like he kind of got he didn't really get much better at it but mitch is the same deal like he makes those plays but you can't keep him out there and having a solid backup to him i think is gonna help but again yes he's got to learn how to play that defense properly but i think that'll help the team overall so i could see yeah noel coming in at the five obi Obi at the yeah, Obi at the four, Knox at the three, give me Frank at the two, and maybe you shift Austin over to the one if he's ever out there with somebody. Because you saying like he doesn't have a lot of assist numbers, but you also gotta look at who he was playing with. For most of his career, he's played with Chris Paul and James Harden. So he's not gonna be facilitating a lot. That's why I put him at the two, because he can handle the ball, but he's sure. more of a scorer out and, there and my backups with austin and frank is more of like they share the job because you, as we know frank i always say he's not a true point guard and with austin i kind of think the same thing but between the two of them they both can handle the ball and they can both together kind of run an offense and it takes it kind of takes the pressure off of one another um and th- the other thing i want to say too is like when we're saying this stuff i, I love that you said rj at the three and austin at the two of the starting lineup because you can absolutely do that I think there are certain matchups when you're playing teams that you might get into trouble, depending if they got a big body at the three, they're going to back down RJ all day or whoever or Austin. And you're, you're going to have to make a move or to your point, you can make them play to you. This team has that flexibility. So even these lineups, I expect them to change. I hope even when I say starting Reggie at the three to start the season, I pray to God that Reggie is not, the starting three for the whole season. He better not be because See, and you know what that like reminds Knox, me of someone like Iggy, someone like RJ and Austin, you know, you go with a smaller lineup. Like I want to see some of these young guys earn their spots and kick these vets. Like I don't want Randall starting by the end of the season. If he stays on the team the whole time, if Obi can earn that starting spot, or maybe you even do, I, I mean, part of me was thinking, could Obi learn to play the three and you go big, you know, when Mitch comes out early in the game, do you have to go Noel? Do you move Randall to the five and Obi to the four and run with a little bit of a small lineup? I think you can do that too. This this team has a lot of flexibility. So I'm, you know, I'm excited you know to see what Tibbs does. What it reminds me of, the lineup you chose, reminds me back to 2012 with Ronnie Brewer, who started all those right. games, but he was yanked after like five minutes. So right. he, he's, I mean... I think Bullock is a better player than him. He was only out there for defense, but Bullock can shoot. And 
you know, play plays defense, so he might have a better shot yeah. at sticking out and, there. But we got we got options, and right. like you're saying, they can play big and they can play and they can play small. So yep. I think yes. Looking back on everything we've been talking about, yeah, I think the glaring hole still is that playmaker, that point guard. But and I'm still crossing my fingers that they. They make a move for, you know, do they go and get Lonzo? That's what everyone wants. Is like, are they going to figure out how to get him? It's probably not going to happen, but it'd be nice. Because <laughs> um, we, we still have like $20 million in cap space just sitting there. Yeah. They got to use it someplace. but Or I guess they don't have to. Yeah. It's just going to, if they feel like they can do something with this team as constructed and you move, you move Julius around the trade deadline, similar to a Marcus Morris trade, and you get something back for him. Cool. That's what's likely going to happen. But I I got a little bit. So, so with this, and I think we're in agreement, want to see some shifts. I mean, this does bring up the concern, you know, do guys like Iggy and quickly who we just drafted Alex Burke. um, I kind of, I'm interested in this guy, Harper. you mentioned miles Powell before there's still Theo Pinson. There's Amari Spellman guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to come up. Guys are going to get opportunities here and there. But I just want to say, Nick fans, like, you might not get to see everybody. Like, I, I heard people on Twitter, if if this guy, we brought Alfred back, and if quickly doesn't get any minutes now, like, this is ridiculous. Like, dude, he's a 19-year-old kid. He, he's never played an <laughs> NBA minute. Like, chill out. The, the, the one thing I would agree with is if Reggie Bullock is playing 42 minutes a game, I'm, I'd be a little upset too. That's where I'm going to start getting mad. Like I, I that's what I don't want to see. I, I want to see Knox get the opportunity and the minutes. I'd like to see Iggy get some minutes. I, I, I want to see, I want to see just these guys get real opportunity. Um, and last year when it was Marcus Morris playing 42 minutes and Randall spin moving for upwards of 40 minutes, it was just, it was, it was a little crazy. It, it, it upset me. Um, so, <laughs> so with this team, I, the, the next thing I wanted to do before we get into a little Thanksgiving talk was just a little, a little bit of looking into the future here and some predictions. We, we, we got this team. There could be some more moves, but let's say this is the team that we have and just some expectations we have for the Knicks. And as we like to call some hot takes. We love giving hot takes. Some big. I mean, you made a hot take earlier about Obi Toppin being being better than Zion Williamson. You just think he has the potential to be, I believe, was the wording. Uh, but I got some Knicks hot takes, and I just want to. I, I got to throw this out because it's going to surprise you right away. I think Nick fans are going to grow to love Julius Randle this year. <laughs> I I truly think with Tibbs. And this coaching staff, and I've been saying it, man, <laughs> just watch tape of Kurt Thomas and David Lee and just like play within yourself, man. Shoot the baby jumpers off the side, you know, kick it to the next man. Don't be the hero. This is not your team, but you can rebound. You got a big body. I see you working on that three point shot. Play within yourself, man. Don't be a hero. And you could be putting up double doubles. You could be a fan favorite. If he learns to play within himself, that's what I was talking about earlier too. With like, you can go small and move Randall to the five and move Obi to the four 
and let Randall just body up people down low a little bit more in that role when they play together. But I, I just think if he worked on his three, which I hope he's doing, and he can stretch that floor and stop with the spin moves, I think Randall might he might surprise some people and he can let Obi kind of grow into his role a little bit more, you know, and we don't have to, to, to put so much pressure on the young man to make a, such an immediate impact. I, I really, I think, I think Randall's going to win us over, man. I really do. I mean, and watch them we not did move talk him. about it. We, we did talk about it a couple episodes back, you know, that he could still have a really solid role on this team. And like you said, if he does all the things you just said, the question is, will he actually do that? Because he's shown to be a little bit of a blockhead. I'll take number one. But but I don't, like, again, he has skills. Like, he can play. And I think it's just going to be a matter of reeling him in the right way. And it's going to be a lot of pressure on this coaching staff to really be able to get these guys to play the right way. If you have to pick, do you think Tibbs is going to reel him in? Do you think all those things that we hated about Julius Randle last year being the kind of almost a ball hog in a way, the spin moves, the chuck in threes. Like, I mean, some of the shot selection stuff, I'm like, dude, what are you like? I, Cause I saw those videos, him like training with mellow in the gym and playing with all the, the stars. And I'm like, what are you doing, Randall? Like, dude, that's, you don't need to be here. You know, you know, like, get <laughs> You're out, out of your right? league right now. <laughs> because that dude is a double double machine when he wants to be. He he's strong. He's a good rebounder. Uh, he's a good mid range shooter. He could be good around the basket. Uh, love a good lefty. I mean, do you think? I mean, I think I have. We're going to see a new Julius Randall. I think the coaching staff put together is made to make these adjustments. And if Julius himself can buy into what they're saying, I think we see a new, maybe not new, but slightly improved Julius Randall. And I could see, yeah, I could see, I could see him doing well enough for another team to want his services come uh, the trade deadline. And even if he stays on, you know, I don't think they're going to re-sign him for, you know, next year he's got the team mm-hmm. option next year, but I would I would like to see. You know, I saw we saw flashes last year of him. You know, being a good player, like he had again, he has all the tools. What? Uh, but yeah, I think Tibbs is going to yank him if he sees two spin moves in a row that go nowhere. Oh, you're it'll happen. Oh, oh, it'll. Don't, you're coming don't out worry, of the game. That's going to happen. It's going to. It'll probably take a little bit uh, to get him, but I'm telling you what that. What three minutes into the game? That's even too much time. A minute, and a, half. <laughs> <laughs> a minute and a half in, you know that spin move. It's just like, oh come on, man! Like, like I watched a funny video of just of all of the spin moves, and I was like, how is he still doing it? Like, it's just I don't know. Like, and the thing that is so bad though is that other teams know he's going to do it. Like, if you watch those clips, every off off defender, it's like, okay, he's going, boom, stick an arm out picked running from yeah. running the opposite just direction so it's like bad. they just don't do it post up and just shoot over people you don't need to make spin it, moves it, it reminds you me don't of have like, to do it yeah when like jared jeffries used to be chucking from three-point oh, land you're just like, dude you uh, listen you're out there <laughs> take charges play defense knock it off 
Don't. Oh man, is that is that the first Jeffries um, mentioned on this podcast? It's, I'm sorry, I, I, I ruined, I ruined Never the, whole, again. the whole episode. <laughs> my 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 stomach hurts now. Uh, do you have any? All right, that that that's my my first hot take. What what do you got? Give me a hot take. Uh I don't. Okay, I'm not sure how hot it is, but I think it is legitimate. You will see Kevin Knox playing in the G League. Dude, that's a pretty and hot take, man. I thought you were going to get lukewarm I, on me. That's that's a hot take. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because he came in, he was so young. The kid was a he was the youngest in that draft class. And our biggest issue with him has always been it looks like he has no confidence out there or he looks disinterested when he's out there. And I think he just needs to play more. Because if you want to go the development route and see what you really have with him, put him in the G League, let him play and start to feel himself a little bit and then bring him up. You know, he can still play in, you know, NBA games, but on some of those off days, let him go get some minutes down there. And like, don't feel like, don't worry about him feeling like, uh, you know, my confidence gone now because I'm getting thrown to the G League. It's like, no, look at, look at the guys that do come out of there. I would say Iggy might even be more ready to play than he is because Possible. he's been tearing it up down there. Nick and fans he's ready to love go. Iggy. Nick fans just oh, want yeah, some Iggy. <laughs> you know me. I've been I've been waiting for him. So That's let's get cute. like he also just needs to be comfortable playing in the NBA because it is a different game once you come up to the NBA. So I would almost say just swap them for a little bit because Iggy's got he's got his groove. He's ready to go. And Throw, wow. Put Kevin Knox down in the G Kevin League. Knox in the yeah. G League, man, that's a, that is a I'm hot gonna, take. Make that take. It's a hot that's take. Yeah, let me hear the bell. Give me Why the bell. Not? Give me the bell. That, that's a hot what, take, what? man. Is that is Ooh. that? <laughs> I just oh man. <laughs> Those are two but pretty yeah, hot that takes, just, man. That, that just came to me, and I felt really good saying it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I mean, you've been you the Knox hate always coming from you. I okay, you know and. The competition. Not even hate. Concern. Concern. (laughs) Worry. Not hate, though. I like him. (laughs) That's uh, you know that that's a good segue segue into my my next question. I that I think that's enough with hot takes. That that, those are two pretty good takes. Of the of the R.J. Mitch Knox Frank, the core four, if you will. That's kind of like where the Knicks were. That was our four. I think Obi's kind of in there uh now as well of like those cornerstone pieces that we want to see uh for the future for sure which of these guys do you think is going to take the biggest jump this season rj really not even has not even hesitating he i've been watching last year so so you so the biggest jump as in like where they were last year skill wise to this year in their game Really? Okay. RJ Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Feel real, feel real good saying that. I, I thought he good. had a, I thought he had a great rookie year. Um, I, I, one would argue that he has the least, he was, he's the furthest along possibly. You could argue Mitch might be the furthest, furthest along because I thought he had a great rookie season. So to say that, that's, but that's a pretty big jump. But there. what I, but what I think is going to be the difference is he showed that he's like pretty good at a lot of things, but he's not great at one thing. So I think he becomes great at one or two things, whether it's his shooting, 
You got to see, I got to see those free throw numbers come up. He was shooting yep. what, like 60%. I need to see at least 75. And I think he'll develop that outside jumper. I think he's, that's going to, that's going to unlock everything. If he gets comfortable with like the mid range and three point shooting, he's going to take off Frank. Uh, you know, you, you know me with Frank. He was my, I mean, I don't, my, I, obviously Frank is my pick. <laughs> Guy, guy I just, just, I the just, guy's just hitting the gym, plays good defense. I see again, those photos though. And he's and looking strong. So I just now I think the addition of Austin Rivers is a huge help to Frank. Alfred's back, and if he can stay healthy, I love that. I've always said I, I just at such a young age in Frank's game, he's been asked to be a point guard to run a really garbage next team his whole career. And when he was at his best was probably when he was running the floor with KP. That's like the best that we've seen Frank. And then we started getting some flashes towards the end of last year of what he's capable of. You can just see that confidence building. And so, you know, I, I, I'm really, um, you know, I, uh, that's my answer. That's I, I want to, like, I want to see, of course I want to see growth. I don't know that it's going to be a huge leap because we've seen him for three years already. And you're waiting for that. You're waiting for that jump, somebody to unlock him and really use him properly. Or does he just not have the skills that we think he's supposed to have? So that's like, if he develops a jump shot and his full, like again, his form is good Mm -hmm. when it, when he's shooting it, it looks, it doesn't look bad. It's nothing to correct there, but I think it's just being more of an attacking player. And we see a lot of these young guards, like an Austin Rivers can do it. You know, uh, Alfred can when he wants to. You know, even looking at guys like a quickly, like they can get to the rim mm-hmm. whenever they want to. Frank doesn't do it. And when we started to see him do it at the end of last year, that was a welcome sight. I was like, all right, that's what we want to see. A little aggressive, a little aggression. Don't think pass first all the time. Just take it to the basket. You have a, a lane to the rim, take it. You yeah. know, and I think I, if I see that, I'm like, okay, it's still not like a huge leap for me. It's still it's just growth, which I which I want to see and which I'm excited to see. Yeah. So, We're, man, I mean, we we do this every season. We get a little excited about the Knicks, but um, and I think as I mean, you could tell from our conversation, we're excited about the Knicks moves that they've made. They didn't, they didn't make a run at Hayward. They didn't do anything crazy. They, like, like we said, we just don't want the Knicks to make a move that sets them back and then they're, they're screwed. So they, I feel like they're doing all the right things, man. I mean, this is trust the process a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the front office, there was all this talk. I mean, I was putting out tweets there that they're going to make a big move and a big splash. I mean, honestly, signing Nerlens Noel and Austin Rivers it's pretty big and, and bringing Peyton back when they got rid of him. was like, Oh, what are they going to do? And you know, and now I know DSJ is not going to be our, our starter, uh, you know, day one. And, and that makes me happy. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's rumors that DSJ is still going to be like the guy or they think he can be. He's been working on the jumper. Like Man, they got jump, a new guy in there That's the thing, working like, on the jumper. I don't know in the history of the NBA, all of a sudden a guy who shoots like that, comes in the next year. Oh my God. He learned how to shoot. Like I, I don't know, man, that, that seems unfixable. That, that thing is all kind of 
I mean, I'm mess curious talk, to see man. now. <laughs> every year talk. they got a new guy trying to show you how to shoot a basketball. It's like you're yeah. 20 something years old. You should know how to shoot a basketball. By but, now. but again, but, now if, if Frank's getting better, you got Alfred, you got Austin rivers, maybe you, you don't need DSJ doing as much, you know, give me a, cause we've yeah, seen and it. Now I think it's up. It's up to the coaching staff and just how they're going to use yes, everybody. Exactly. Where they're going to um, put all the pieces together. So it's a 72 game season. It's very early, but I love, I love throwing this out there just to see if we come back to it and see how uh, accurate we were. Next record, what do you got for me? Prediction: thirty-two and forty. You're not going to believe this. Thirty-three and thirty-nine <laughs> is what I had written down. Give him d- double and, and that is that is very positive for me. Um, I almost came in lower because I fear that Alfred Payton is going to get hurt. He got the guy always seems to be getting injured. Um, so when he's on the court, I, I, I think we can get 33 and 39. If he goes down, you could, you could see some issues, but now that we have rivers, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, maybe Jared Harper might, might surprise people. I keep mentioning this kid's name. I'm just, he's, he's undersized, but they did just sign him to a two way deal yeah, officially. This, the kid, he's got that winning DNA. I mean, I saw him play in college, and you just watch a kid play like that, and you're like, that kid's got it. Can it translate to the NBA? I don't know. But Do I have it? <laughs> but when I look at the Knicks team, and I got I got Noel now, and I got Mitch, and I got some big bodies, and Obi, like, could you could you run that squad with a small point guard? I mean, alongside, if I'm him, and I got a guy like Frank on my side, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm... My defense is feeling, you know, I'm just, I feel great about myself. So I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm I'm just positive these days. Maybe it's the OB draft pick. Whew, man, what a day. All right. A lot of, a lot of Nick talk. A lot of Nick talk. It's Thanksgiving. Hey, let's talk next. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Let's talk next. And to close it out, it's Thanksgiving. I mean, we're thankful, I guess, for... I, I think of the Knicks, I'm most thankful for Clyde and Breen, obviously. Um, Always. They, I, and I'm going to give it to them both. I'm not going to pick one over the other. I love both you guys. Um, They're a pair. Yeah. Nice bromance. We, we like making lists here, and I, I want to close it out. I don't, th- I don't think I've ever asked. I'm sure we've talked about this, but give me your top three. Top three, Thanksgiving plate. What, what's got to be on there? What what is what isn't a Thanksgiving without these three items? I'm pretty sure we did it last year. <laughs> we we probably were talking did. like we food probably and stuff, did. but uh, I'm also assuming what you said because I can't hear you right now. <laughs> but uh, a little sound sound issues. So I'm I'm making. Are you cooking? Three dishes. I'm cooking. Oh, yeah. well, what are you doing? My yeah, brother's just... cooking a little bit too. Oh, okay. He's coming in with deep fried uh with Ooh. deep fried turkey legs. I was okay. like, oh, I want I kind of want a turkey leg. I I, I like the dark. So meat. he's gonna deep fry them at his place and then bring them over, or is he gonna do the cooking at your place? Um <laughs> Okay. I can't we're, hear you. We're... So, oh no, no. We got this all this will be, it'll be interesting about... how I respond. <laughs> okay. To this, but... 
We uh, <laughs> I'm making stuffing. I saw it on. I saw Kamala Harris, vice president elect, uh, posted these this stuffing recipe. I was gonna make stuffing anyway, but I was like, I was gonna do a little cornbread stuffing. But then I'm like, okay, I just happened to see it last night. I said, all right, I'm gonna make this. Uh, I'm gonna make this cornbread stuffing, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'll make it tomorrow. I got a ham going. That's always my number one. I love ham over over turkey. I'm a big I'm a big ham guy. And oh, yeah, I forgot we definitely did. Then talk about I'm making a ham guy. I'm making a a mac and cheese at at the request of my of my brother. So I do a spicy mac and cheese. It's usually gone over pretty well. I'm not going to do it as spicy as I normally would because we got uh, a. <laughs> I mean, I will. I won't. I won't say why, but. It's um, yeah, we're going, we're going a little, you know, it's only going to be three of us this year. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's where we're going on. That's where we're going on, on my Thanksgiving food. So, okay. uh, um, I like what it. Do you got? it was, yeah. I, I, as you're saying this stuff, I remember all the, I, I forgot your ham guy. You're a big ham guy. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty big ham guy too. Not, I don't even think about it on Thanksgiving, but, um, I'm a turkey and stuffing guy. That that's, that's my favorite thing. So it's, I'm kind of cheating here. Um, I, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm using turkey and stuffing as one item because they are so closely related. <laughs> Cause I can't, I can't, it's really a top four. I'm cheating, but it's Turkey and stuffing. And then you gotta, got you gotta have the mashed potatoes. Obviously the gravy is within this also. And, and I gotta have a green on the plate. So I'm, I gotta have my Brussels sprouts, man. It's a weird thing. I, I have to have a green vegetable on the plate and, and that's, Hey, you know what? I I'm, I'm bending the rules and, and I don't care. And you just gonna have to deal with it. So Marcus, hope you have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. This is episode 47, I believe so, 47, yeah, it's episode 47. Um, Let's talk turkey, let's talk Knicks, it's been real, hey, if there's any breaking news, we're going to bring it up, but uh, it's been fun. You can follow us at Let's Talk Knicks on Twitter or at Jason Talbot at MChinQui or on Instagram at Let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. We'll talk to you next time.